opening crawl. A long time ago, three friends talked about recording a show, a podcast in which they could feel truly free to discuss tons of nerdy stuff passionately, like dragons, time travel, robots, and clones, mutants, time travel, board games, and thrones, aliens, wizards, time travel, zombies, zombies that time travel? You betcha, Dobby. Comic-Con, steampunk, parallel worlds, Mega Man, Hearthstone, but no sports or girls. So red pill or blue pill, now that you know, we'd like to welcome you to the Cast Springer Show. Introducing your hosts, Chris, Colonel Mustard, singer, Pat, Professor Plum, singer, and Randy, Miss Scarlet, Sapphire. Cast Bringers! Hello and welcome to Cast Bringers! Chris, Randy, how's it going, guys? Chris, let's start with you. What's up, man? What is happening? Time to pass some bringers. Cast some. What's up? Oh, it's going to be one of those shows. What <laughs> is happening, man? Time it's to cast good. some bringers. Edit in post. I, I think we got to tell our audience that. Oh before this started just now we almost like got into three separate topics and like, it's only been five minutes and we were ready to just roll it so we clearly don't need to be recording to talk about this stuff but we're like wait save it for the podcast literally seconds before we started going into the episode we had three discussions going on of various topics pretty much how you want to and none of them are in the show notes right now i don't think correct correct <laughs> just riffing that's it yep it's called vamping we're filling the dead air before we're recording that's right behind the the scenes stuff pull back that curtain on gas bringers (laughs) randy what's up with you man how you doing uh good you want me to get into what i've been nerding out on yeah let's dive into it baby so i played D &D friday night uh what was your character my character is still uh his name again is spickle nicholson they call me the nickel um and uh he's a rogue human and uh yeah we had some huge huge battles it was it was a lot of fun that's awesome um i uh so besides that we will get into this soon we had a game night with fellow cast bringers chris and pat it was awesome but i'll save to talk about that you know later on in the episode uh i started reading attack on titan in the correct direction and it is (laughs) awesome and i i'm not kidding so here side note last week as we're recording, uh, my wife sent me a text and said, you are so loud. You woke me up out of a dead sleep. And I looked at the timestamp. That was when we found out Randy was reading books in the wrong order. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I could like say it was a joke and it definitely wasn't because it's making way more sense. I think what was happening was I was reading the panels for sure in the wrong order, yes. undoubtedly. So uh, it's awesome. It's free online. Just search it. You can get the whole series for free. Um, but guys, here's the, I mean, one. legally, legally, no, you, yes, you really actually can legally get it for free. Oh, really? Um, oh yeah, definitely. I actually, I got the whole series. Um, like the first 20 mangas were for sale on a humble bundle one time. So for like 10 bucks, they gave, I got all of them. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been around so long that they must just post it, but it's, it's cool. It's easy to read through, um, once you know the direction you're reading in, but yeah, I can I can uh, share the link for that if you guys want. But other than up. what, Chris will eventually get put on the website. Yes, eventually. Maybe, uh, guys. I've been so excited to talk about this. Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix. Have you guys watched it yet? 
I haven't yet. I've heard very good things. I've heard it's really good. I think I am the original issues. Uh, so yeah. So then after I finished all eight episodes, first time I've binged a show in a long time, I binged it. Uh, I started reading the comic, totally different start. I'm only through like, I think I'm more than halfway through the first, the first issue. So I don't want to say anything about it. I'm sure people haven't seen it yet, but I really need people to talk about it with. So please watch it guys. Even if, <laughs> even if uh, we don't talk about it on air, I, I want to talk about it. So that's it. Sweet. Chris, how about you, man? What have you been nerding out on? So uh, my big nerd accomplishment this week, finished Invincible on Amazon Prime. Nice. It nice. was awesome. The series finale is fantastic. Uh, this past couple days i've been went down uh, what we would call a trailer hole um <laughs> watching tons of movie trailers so I watched the carnage trailer watched the dune trailer again a couple times uh the green knight trailer dropped uh, so i watched that today 10 12 times and then that <laughs> led me down a green knight hole where i was researching the story and the history of the poem and ended up finding that some of the text online and tried to read it in the old English. Guys, I don't know old English. It's a foreign <laughs> language. It's not like regular English that we talk <laughs> or write or anything. Um, and then also I've been researching and counting down until May 14th because for those of you that don't know, Famicom Detective Club drops in two days, May 14th. So some backstory quick, Chris sent us a text this morning and I really just thought it was a, a joke text that was about Famicom detective and guys, did not open it. Guys, we, yes, we kind of tease each other about Famicom Detectives Club. Um, it has a little bit of a silly name in my opinion, but this game is right up my alley. I am actually very excited to apply it and play it. I am going to get it and I'm going to play it. Uh, I probably won't get it the day it comes out just because I'm super busy this weekend, but things are slow down for me next weekend after my grad class is done and I'm joining the detectives club. Oh, and, you and this other amazing thing I've been nerding down on, kind of a different type of nerd out, um, cheese just in general yeah like in general okay pretty, my uh it was mother's day this past weekend and we made a charcuterie board okay with lots of meats and cheeses and fancy expensive cheeses oh you it's mean a, a charcuterie, charcuterie board charcuterie charcuterie board what uh what kind of cheeses fromage 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 we got some asiago some parmesan oh you mean asiago yeah <laughs> uh like with like lots of peppers and like crusted pepper and spiced and like oil and i don't know it's so i've been s snacking on cheese a lot <laughs> it's cheese is delicious so Chris, have you gotten the cheese from Wegmans? I think it's Yancey's Fancies. It's so, there's a champagne cheese. There's like a Buffalo yeah. style cheese. It's so good. If you yes. want some good cheese, the, okay. You've had I it. always, one of my favorite, all right, here we go, guys. One of my favorite snack foods or just foods. I don't, it's not really a snack. It's more like a meal is you take four or five link breakfast sausages, 
Mm-hmm. You cook them or microwave them, whatever. Just heat them up. Toast some. Toast your favorite type of bread. You like white, thick cut bread, whatever. Butter that up, nice and good, so the butter's nice and melty. You got these hot um, breakfast sausages. Then you get some of the cayenne jalapeno sliced cheese. Put one on each piece of toast, then the breakfast sausages, and make it a, a sandwich. It's really freaking good. That sounds amazing. Yes. Now it's a you spicy breakfast sandwich without the egg, so it's just a sandwich. I I I think to take that sandwich to the next level, instead of toasting it, throw throw a thick slab of butter on it, grill. Grill it. I, I've yeah, done that. Yeah, maybe. Had, we had see, I toast bread. If I'm doing a roll, I'll grill the roll. I got you. But a lot of times, it you know, I'm looking for something quick and grilling bread. You know, takes some time and effort. Got to dirty a pan. Yep. Yeah, it's more of a weekend uh, weekend sandwich. There you with, know, with the grilled with the grilled toast or grilled hard roll or whatever mm-hmm. you want. Cheese, I love it. I also been uh, really digging pimento cheese spread. The Masters was a few weekends ago, so now my new thing is just pimento cheese spread. Put it on, make a sandwich. Everything. That's it. It's amazing. <laughs> you, Maybe a slice of tomato on it, guys. When, really... is our, when is our uh, our show on cheese gonna happen? <laughs> Soon. Uh, two upcoming topics I'm pushing for are cheese and fonts. Cheese and the... video games, and then we kind of turn it to just cheese if you want. Just to cheese. <laughs> we have and, to find that fonts. rare. We have to discuss fonts. That okay. rare intersection of cheese and nerd pop culture. And I don't think it's that rare. Uh, moon stage for DuckTales. That's one I think we could. Yeah, there you go. Cheese. And then the cheese and Rescue Rangers on the Nintendo game where you had picked it up. I don't know. Just trying to bring cheese. it back to nerd stuff. Cheese in Mouse Hunt or Mouse Trap. Oh, that's. Uh, there you go. That's you get the Who Stole cool. My Cheese, the book. <laughs> Is that a book? Who Moved My Cheese? That's it. Guys, I, I just looked up. Do you know what episode we talked about Famicom Detectives in the first time it was mentioned? It's got, it was of, early. It's, I think it was like episode four or five. It was, epi- yeah, episode seven. It was 10 seven. episodes ago. That's 10 weeks ago. That's two and a half months ago. We've been waiting for this game to come out. So, Chris, you're right. May 14th is a huge day. Mm-hmm. It's a day old, of Cast Bringers history. Only on Cast Bringers, something that started out as a meme will just turn into a true <laughs> passion for all of us. The doji coiny. No, or Shinu, Shinu Inu, the new one. Oh, Shinu Inu. It's like the new meme coin. Did you get your helium like, oh, yet, Randy? Uh, July to August, it's supposed to be coming in. So There was an, another one. Probably just never. Launched, another <laughs> yeah. coin just launched today, I think, called like Internet Computer or something. And that thing blew up today, I saw yeah. it too. I'm getting yeah. some. How much is it? You're going to immediately invest in it, aren't you? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Dogecoin is a Dogecoin. What? However, you say the Shinobu coin, the dog coin. Kind of bottomed out. Coin. So there goes that get rich quick scheme. Now I need another one. <laughs> I thought it was NFTs. Yeah, that was too hard. It's too much work <laughs> for something that doesn't require a lot of work. It's still too much work. Also, it's not legal in New York for some reason. <laughs> Most of them are. Yeah. So. Lousy blue laws. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I have been nerding out on... Actually, okay, what have you been nerding out on? Oh, thanks, Chris. Thanks Please say asking. cheese. Please say cheese. Uh, unfortunately, not cheese. So I've actually been pretty busy this week. Uh, I guess the ultimate nerd out is I bought a house. 
Whoop, so, whoop. Uh, yeah. you get so much nerd stuff you needed a new house to keep <laughs> it. honestly that's not super far from the truth um used to hang all your prints all my swords swords but uh because because i was going through all that i didn't have a ton of time to go like go crazy on my nerding out stuff so it's a lot of the same old things and i did it even less than i would normally do so a little bit of disco elysium a little bit of hearthstone here and there i did find some time to play stranded deep on ps5 it's uh one of the playstation plus free games of the month um it's actually i'm getting it i'm into it it's fun it's a survival type game where it's so lots of like crafting scavenging for resources and and that sort of thing it's pretty good with a very castaway kind of vibe and then uh board game night playing the board game i'll save what game we played for later but it was a lot of fun had a yeah. really good time doing that don't don't put yourself down because when i read the list of what we've been nerding out on this week yours seemed like the longest and most intense like i feel like you might have nerded out more than chris and i put together like three video games that's video games uh, take a little bit of time i'm, I'm well, getting so, credit I, so hearthstone i can play on my phone and i can just like if i have find like a t- little slice of 20 minutes i can get like a battlegrounds game in. so that's essentially what i did okay uh with disco elysium i think i played it for like just an hour one night and then i hadn't touched again but just since the last time i did what i nerded out on it happened in that time frame including <laughs> okay. it again and then stranded deep i did get get a chance to play it for like a couple times here and there on the weekend what is stranded deep what kind of game so it is um have you ever played like the survival like crafting games so some like don't starve is Minecraft. another kind of it's uh but it's it's harder <laughs> just because there's it's much easier to die in it like uh, no so, man's sky no harder like, yes like in the vein of no man's sky but much harder like uh horizon zero dawn nope no now we're getting further away <laughs> okay. like keep guessing um horizon nope sky <laughs> so, never so so chris has not played a survival crafting game no. which is fine if you if you want to check one is out it, get this it's free it's, it's free for free? ps4 yeah i have ps4 i know you do which is why i'm telling you you should play it it's fun what is, the, is that don't starve that was is that a free game now too somewhere it was free. I think actually, I don't know. It might still be free. I'm not sure. Don't Starve Pocket Edition, I thought was free. That Yeah, that's on the phone. Same game. Yeah, that's how I play all my games now. That's right. I did know that. But yeah, so that's what I've been nerding out on. Let's jump into Did the Cast, did the cast, cast Watch the Green Knight trailer. Memento. <laughs> did, did, Memento. Did, did. I want to ask you. I want to ask you if you watched it. Did you guys watch it? Oh, what's a memento? (laughs) (laughs) I I can't remember. I honestly don't remember if I watched it or not. It's been that long, so I'll watch it again though if we're going to talk about it. Should we just skip memento at this point and move on to Dunkirk? I maybe kind of want to Memento. Okay, I haven't seen Dunkirk, so I'll definitely watch that. I also have not seen Dunkirk or Memento. Okay, Spoiler I'm going to wait until Pat watches Dunkirk, and then I'll watch it like right <laughs> after he watches it. 
jump into Dunkirk. That one, we'll check that one off in less than two weeks. Pat's against Memento. I'm anti-Memento. <laughs> so you're an anti-Memento? Anti-Memento. Yeah, that seems right. All right. Well, so we're gonna, we're gonna, we're going to have a Memento viewing party just for Pat. Can't make it. <laughs> it's at your house. It's at it's a stipulation of the closing for your new house. Is that going to be our housewarming party? Is we just watch Memento? Watch Memento. <laughs> uh, I'm I am I sold my house. I'm buying a new one. Another new can't house. Do it. Can't do it. <laughs> just just to avoid watching Memento. All right, that's enough of that. Let's dive into the multi-strike. <laughs> All right, so Randy, what uh, would you bring us this week? Far from the internet, these big benevolent trolls lure humans to nature. So there is an artist um, who sculpts giant trolls all over the world, um, and usually in nature. His name's Thomas Dambo. He's a 41-year-old ex-rapper, former rapper, um, he uh, has made, he started out making birdhouses and then he's kind of graduated into these awesome trolls. Honestly, you don't even have to read the article, just scroll through and look at these insane pictures of these wooden trolls all over the place. Uh, and it's pretty awesome. So that's about it. I thought it'd be a fun article to kind of look at and, um, you know, see these, see these pictures. Yeah, the uh, my favorite troll was the one like sitting on the side of the road with yeah. his arm on top of the overturned truck. Which That's was my favorite truck. too. That, that one's, one's awesome. Cool. Looking through yeah. the tire. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that I briefly skimmed the article. I can't even really say I read it, but there was something in there about uh, you know he did a lot more work during like the pandemic and stuff too, just because mm-hmm. everyone was really trying to get back to nature. You know, trying to find find some some avenues to get away get out of get out of lockdown and you know he did some more trolls to help that out yeah if you just look up thomas dambo on instagram you'll see a ton of pictures of him um and it sounds like he gets volunteers to come and help him build them because everybody kind of wants to be a part of something big but they're awesome i think they each have a story like there's fairy tales behind each one of them there's one on instagram of a troll on a car on the top of a car riding down the hill that's pretty cool (laughs) Uh, so yeah, check them out. Very cool. Um, I'll uh, I'll dive in next. We'll save Chris's article for last. Uh, but mine is kind of a follow up from last week. Last week I was talking about the uh, article of Eve Online and how the players kind of helped with some of the scientific research. This week's article is kind of in that vein, in that No Man's Sky is having its first giant intergalactic war role play, and it's all fan driven and all like player driven, which is pretty wild. Like very. I feel like very similar as I was reading the article to like things that have gone on in EVE Online. One of the reasons why I chose this one, I was a, uh, the prospect of No Man's Sky when it first came out, like I I fell in hard with it um, and then was super, (laughs) super disappointed. (laughs) You got got burned. After like the first month and a half. Yeah, I got burned hard. And then, um, and it wasn't like it was a bad game. It was just, just not did not good. live up to the hype yeah exactly i remember the hype for that game. I was like whoa i don't even know what this game's about but i'm i'm kind of want it yeah 
yeah and even even like the first like week i was just like you know it's still really cool and good and then the second week i was like yeah it's it's okay i'm still doing it and then after like the fourth week i was like it's this is i don't like this at all i remember talking to you at like week two when you started to be on the downturn of it and you could you could just tell you were like trying to convince yourself that it was still good. It's <laughs> yeah. not admitting that it was not up to what the hype was. Yeah. But so since then, they've had a ton of free content that they've released. Like it, it is a, from what I've read, it is a completely different game. Um, and it, you know, to the point where I am, a, if I had more time, I would definitely dive back in and give it another try. Um, but I just don't have enough time. It, the thing with that game though is it is a huge time sink and so i just don't have enough time to dive into it um but again they've they i will credit the developers in that they have done a ton they have done a ton of stuff to make this game kind of what they originally envisioned um and so then with all that a lot of the people who have stuck it out and are still playing um on march 7th they launched the first ever uh, like giant pvp event um you know in the game there are like three different alien factions and so all the people who are taking heart in this intergalactic war are role-playing as one of the three different factions they're like snatching up planets and building outposts they're you know you're taking on roles of just either supplying the war effort to being pilots and engaging in dogfights to like star cruiser battles it just it sounds wild and then from there people who are like abstaining from joining one of the factions you know, they're setting up little like sales outposts to, to profit, you know, kind of like war profiteering. And uh, like, it's just, it's wild. It sounds so cool. It's what I envision. Wait, so uh, they're coming up with some sort of get rich quick scheme, huh? <laughs> well, get rich in the game, not in real life. War profiteering, eh? <laughs> Oh I boy! Look into that. We've we've given Chris Furt before you start trying to war profiteer. I think you need to watch the movie War Dogs. <laughs> oh, I have, and I researched that purchasing strategy. Oh dear, <laughs> Chris! Chris, are you having money troubles, man? We could help you out. Maybe we start advertising on this podcast. I call it more greed. <laughs> also randy to have uh advertising on our podcast i think we need to have listeners first so <laughs> okay we'll just start there we'll move out uh, we got hey. nick and his kids <laughs> hey, true. Sammy. shout out shout out to nikki sammy nick <laughs> that's gonna cost him a dollar <laughs> pat, pat i've never played no man's sky but essentially you're you're gonna say it's really like what i don't know if you were gonna oh it's that. it's just like um what I like how I was saying last week what, what I envision an MMO and just want you know that first kind of uh when you're hearing someone talk about it like that's what I had in my head and so like it's just I when I read these articles about whether it's this or EVE Online and stuff it's just so I find it so interesting so fascinating and just so cool nice so, yeah I mean I've yeah. never gotten into it but you're making me interested right now so I, I did so I did dive back into it after one of the first big content releases where you could like base build and uh that was really cool and they've done they've added way more stuff since then so um I mean yeah if you have I think if you have never played it it would be a decent game to play now just because there's you way more content game now would it come with all of that or do you yes. have to buy dlcs no well that was it i like i have it all the stuff is free it wasn't even dlc like it's a dlc but it's free all free content mm -hmm. like they pushed them out as patch updates so sweet yeah so could be could be time to give it another shot mm -hmm. 
But uh, Chris, we're going to wrap it up with you, man. What was your article this week? So I'm sharing part of my multi-strike is the research I've done on Super Famicom Detectives Club. So uh, the article I had was the Polygon review of it. Um, And the writer of the article is a big fan of the detective genre. And uh, I believe it was a lady who wrote it. She went on to write about how um, you're more of like playing through a visual novel or a story and it's very good version of that she compares it to I know I don't know if you guys have ever played um, Detective Barbie nope. from from Can, before cannot say I'm familiar um, I, I actually have never played it either but after reading that article I kind of want to play Detective Barbie because <laughs> it sounded really fun and so either she's a good writer really good writer or the game's really good um, but then I was just looking up a lot of reviews on the game and everyone was giving it like the worst was like a 70 to 75 range out of a hundred. So it's not bad. It was getting a lot of over 80 to 90, uh, scores. So that's kind of what got me that this is a, is a, probably a good game. You know, it's had a strong following since the late eighties when it was big in Japan, uh, enough so that they're remaking it. Um, it's coming out in not two parts, but there's two games to it. Each one is about 35 bucks. Uh, the Nintendo Switch eShop has a deal where if you buy one, you get $10 off the other one. I don't think they're related. I don't think there's, um, it's not like a part one, part two. They're just two separate games from what I can see. The one game, the subtitle is The Girl Who Stands Behind. Sick subtitle. Liked it. Mm-hmm. Sold me with that. Um, the other one, I honestly can't remember what the other subtitle was. Wasn't as good the as missing, the missing, the missing air, the missing air. Yeah, hair. Did you say <laughs> the missing air here? Missing hair. Like hair, like they're suffocating. <laughs> like H E I R. Yes. Oh, like heir to the throne. Yes. Oh, the that royal. Uh, relative heir. Yes. Relative. It's all relative, Randy. <laughs> but anyways, it sounds interesting. I, you, I like I said, I'm in. I didn't realize it was called Famicom Detective Club, so it's a club of Famicom detectives. Correct. I thought it was just Famicom detectives, so that makes me even more interested in this. It's thing. like the Babysitters Club, but instead of babysitters, they're Famicom detectives. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have to find the missing Famicom, the heir to the Famicom fortune. Yeah, this episode's really uh really going to take off with the 11 and 12 year old girls who grew up in the early 90s. We're talking about Barbie and Babysitter's Club. I love it. We're opening up our uh <laughs> That's right. Expand the listenership. Expand the listenership. Cuz yeah. we don't necessarily have a target demographic. We reach all. <laughs> I I'd also like to add that this is a this is a big month for uh detective games because we have Famicom Detectives Club dropping and also they're they're releasing like a compilation of Ace Attorney, which I've always wanted to play the Ace Attorney games. Those are supposed to be really good too. Mm-hmm. Those are also coming out on Switch, I think. We need the re-release like, of Detective Pikachu to make this month complete. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. We can only help. All right. Well, that does it for the multi-strike. Let's finish it off with the killing blow. <laughs> 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 It was a good one this week. Uh, 
So <laughs> we got another we got another double double headed double beheaded killing blow. I guess that's how we could say it. Uh, first one is a follow up from Andy's article last week with the we haven't have the winners of the video game Hall of Fame uh, announced. They are Starcraft be inductees. Whatever. Yeah, sure. They are Starcraft. Carmen San Diego. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Perfect. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. And Animal Crossing. Yeah, those are the four I picked. <laughs> wow. Nailed it. Did anybody? Uh, I, you know what? I'll give it to you, Chris. Except Animal Crossing, I'm pretty sure we. Oh, I'm we pretty sure. Like, I know I picked. Said it. there's no it's way that game. one's getting it. It's a big game. Everyone plays Animal. You know Crossing. what? There's a lot of doubt among our listeners for Microsoft Flight Simulator, but we knew we you knew did. that one was getting in. We knew Carmen San Diego was getting in. I think we might have been a little split on StarCraft. Yeah. But I'm glad to see it in. It was one of my favorite games uh, growing up. So I love that. Uh, but so very cool. I really can't see how Animal Crossing made it. That doesn't sound right. It's still a game people actively play. That doesn't look the whole point of Hall of Fame. But, is you're so, supposed to be retired. Well, so this this was the original, like the Animal Crossing on GameCube not animal crossing that, that game is not as good as this game <laughs> i i actually think a lot of people i think that game was very good never played it i mean it has to be very good it made the hall of fame chris so, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> shows what you know mario's just greasing hands in the background though, honestly guys to i'm just gonna through. i'm just a little beside myself that famicom detective club wasn't admitted <laughs> I was going to say, sounds like this is a mystery that could only be solved by. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to play that game now. <laughs> and so the other, the other half of the killing blow was, uh, of course, super fan Nick. Uh, I, Executive I, so, producer. So I, I have to peel back the curtain a little bit more again, just giving, giving listeners a glimpse of what goes on here when we're making the Castbangers episodes. So Nick... I think we've talked about how Nick will email the Castbringer account maybe four to five articles a day, uh, but they always say no subject. So the one he's this one this week's one that he sent, he included a subject, and it made me immediately click on it because I was like, "Whoa, this must be important!" If he actually included a subject in it. So what was Nick, the subject? Uh, I closed my email out, so I don't know, but. <laughs> I'll tell you what the article is because it actually, I did find it fascinating. So basically um, this article is a uh, new Belgium beer uh, brewery. They released a beer called torched earth and they released it on earth day with the kind of the idea being like, this is what a beer would taste like if like the ongoing uh, effects of climate change continue and how like they would have to change brewing processes and so instead of malted barley, they use uh, drought tolerant grains like buckwheat and millet. Um, they use astringent, dandel astringent dandelions for flavor. And then they'd have to use, uh, they used smoke malt to mimic the effect of like wildfire smoked water. Um, and it tastes like garbage. <laughs> it's basically what the, what the guy who wrote this article said. He's like, it tastes so bad. Um, and he was, he's a fan of New Belgium, like 
a lot of their products. So um, I just thought that was like, A, just kind of cool from a company just to like kind of take that endeavor to show, you know, I what it's, it's impact to have. The New Belgium, one of their like headline beers is Fat Tire. And it would, mm-hmm. that's a good beer. Yes. Very drinkable, very tasty. And this is, they took the fat tire recipe and turned that into this. Yes. So it's not, they didn't like come up with a brand new recipe for it. They, this is how they would have to make fat tire in however many years in the future. Correct. Yeah. So just a very, I don't know, just, I just thought it was a very cool kind of a, not experiment, but just endeavor that this, that they took on just to like, sh- again, show uh, real practical effects of potential climate change. So also I, the, the first picture in the article, the guy has an amazing arm tattoo. I thought it was his shirt at first. Is it a Famicom Detectives Club arm, arm <laughs> tattoo? No, no, it's not. So it's not, not a 10 out of 10. <laughs> I, uh, I got two things about this one. I saw this right before Earth Day can't come out and I actually was like gonna order some um for all of us to try it but the more I read about it I was like I don't, know, I don't think this is even worth trying and then uh also I've had dandelion soup and it's disgusting so I'm pretty <laughs> sure this is gonna be gross my yeah. aunt used to make dandelion wine and it wasn't good great. yeah it wasn't great we do uh, dandelion we, soup sounds disgusting like we it just do a, sounds not good yeah we do a soup off at work every year and so one of the science teachers shout out to sean who will never listen to this hopefully uh <laughs> made dandelion soup and it was so gross and i was like why did you do that because he usually makes really good soup and he's i don't know why i never asked him but i know who we could get on the case the famicom a detective <laughs> This nope. is the the drinking game for this episode is you have to drink scorched earth every time we say Famicom detectives. Uh, it's torched earth. Torched earth. No, oh, I'm yeah. talking about scorched earth, the sure. other fat tire that's <laughs> only made when the earth is burning to a crisp. When it's been hit by a meteor. Has a nice yeah, has a nice wood fire taste to it actually. That one's pretty good. Good. All right. Well, I think now that brings us to the meat and potatoes. All right. So this week's meat and potatoes, we're talking board games. Why are we talking board games, Pat? Wait, wait. Is board spelled B-O-R-E-D? No. (laughs) Because they're not boring at all, Chris. Oh, no, they're not. They're super fun. They are. It was super fun. So in uh, in light of the Caspringers, or should we say Dicebringers. Dicebringers. Playing some, playing some, some board games. This that project that game. never really worked out. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, we'll get there. Give us some time. Soon, TM. But to celebrate the return of the board game club, <laughs> we wanted to talk about our recent experience with Star Wars Imperial Assault. So, we didn't even plan that. That was awesome. I gotta say, same song. What? I'm calling it out. We had two to go with. Humble brag. 
Uh, so I'll, yeah, I'll introduce what we did. So Pat and Chris, along with our super fan, Rob, um, came over the other night and played games. I don't know if Pat, you, your other friend wants us or our yeah, friend now. It's, it's all our friends now. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Jeff for yep. bringing, Jeff, bringing over. Jeff also uh, came over. Uh, I I'd, apparently I'd met him once at your birthday party, um, but maybe mm-hmm. not. Uh, but yeah, super nice guy. So we all busted out my $30 game table with some nice green uh, felt on it and some black um, soft things to put your arms on. Don't know why I'm describing the table in depth like this. Uh, and we... How uh, sturdy the legs, Randy? Is it like a folding table? <laughs> Not sturdy at all because we put them on ourselves. That table's got a... All right, quick side story. I bought that table on Craigslist, showed up with my... I think it was my 2011 Ford Focus, not thinking at all about how I'm going to get this home. And the guy came out and he was not happy with me. And he pulls this giant, really heavy wooden table out of his garage. He's like, dude, he's like, how are you going to get this home in your car? I was like, uh, I didn't think about that. I'm like, well, let me run to the store and grab some rope and we'll try to tie it on top. And it was raining out. So I came back with rope. He was so, he was so angry and it was only 30 bucks, like totally not worth his time. And then I drove it all the way from Greece home and it was, it was a tough drive. So worth it though, guys. Cause it's a great game table anyways. So these guys came over, we were going to play uh, Pat, your game, which was called out. We were, so we were going to play Gloomhaven was good because I, we talked about that last week. Um, but the trick with Gloomhaven is that it is only a four player game and we had five because Chris wasn't totally sure if he was going to be able to make it and fortunately was able to come, but you know, that put us a little bit over for Gloomhaven, which is fine. Cause we had many other games <laughs> that we could have, could have <laughs> continued, which we will probably talk about in a few minutes. Yeah. Well, so then, so let's talk about Gloomhaven real quick. So I tried watching the instructions for Gloomhaven. So that's a new thing that I wasn't around as a kid where you can go onto YouTube, Pat sent us a link. Here's a guy going through how to play Gloomhaven. Really great instructional video. I rewatched the beginning three times, still didn't really understand it. Rob comes over. He never watched the video. And after I watched the beginning, I'm like, Rob, I don't even know if you're going to like this game. He's like, maybe I'll just go home. I'm like, no, stay, stay, stay. It'll be fun. Um, but it's definitely, what would you call it guys? Like a legacy yeah, well, it's a, it's role a playing cam- campaign based game. Yeah. So, so you I mean, really similar, go ahead. Yeah, Similar to a legacy game where you're, you're the kind of story stretches out over multiple play sessions uh, or similar to like Dungeons and Dragons, like in that designed to be played multiple times. Yes, give you a slightly different experience every time. Exactly. So it seemed very much like Imperial Assault. It's called right, Pat. Mm-hmm. And D and D and playing D and D the night before. It's very D and D esque, except it's got all the rules preset. That's essentially the biggest difference. So instead of creating everything, it's all right there. And uh, so we didn't play Gloomhaven. We played Imperial Assault. I had a blast. I, had a blast. Uh, I hope you guys did too. I, yeah. I also had a blast from based on watching the Gloomhaven video and then getting to play Imperial Assault. Yeah, they structurally they seem like they are very like almost identical. Like they would they would play very very similarly. Um, you know, minor differences here and there just to make the you know to make the games a little bit different, but. It, yeah, I thought Imperial Assault was awesome. It was so fun. It's cool because Jeff was the essentially like the dungeon master, but he was yep. the one that was the bad guy. And then we were all good guys going against him. 
um, which was cool. And it was a cool way. I think he did it too, is he kind of like, instead of him getting all the rules down and us taking like an hour to figure it all out, it's kind of like, we kind of learned as we played mm -hmm. and they did have the tutorial that we did in the beginning, which was also, I've never done a tutorial would, for a board game before. What so. did we learn in the tutorial, Randy? We learned, make sure you're not calling and ordering the pizza while everybody's picking their characters. Cause That's you get true. What you thought was the worst character, but ends up being actually one of the better characters, but the human in a Star Wars game. I want the Jedi. I want somebody with the Force. What, was, what, did, what did we learn in character? Close the doors. Close the doors. <laughs> Hodor you. knew it. He he knew yeah. it. Well, no, he he was holding actually, the door. Yes, he was. He did not know it. So, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So for listeners out there, we lost the tutorial because someone didn't close a door and and Jeff was able to march his Imperial Army right through and, and turn on the console that made us lose. So I've watched Star Wars, let's say a ton, and I'm pretty sure every time somebody walks through a door, that door closes automatically it's behind us. You're mixing them up. Oh, no. Star Wars needs the droids with little screwdriving. <laughs> so, so my favorite Star Trek story ever was when I saw uh, Patrick Stewart on Conan, and Conan was talking to him and asking him, "So, Patrick, I heard you like to ride the New York City subway still, even though you know people know you. Just it's like, yeah, it's like I love doing it. I love being on the subway. I love being around all these other people. It's like New York City, the people. It's great." And Conan's like, no, that's not it. He's like, you just love it because the doors open for you like they did on Star Trek when you walked into them. <laughs> okay, it was better when it was, I'll find the video and you guys can post that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Whew, okay, what else do you guys want to talk about with board games? Well, I thought it was B-O-R-E-D games, so I'm just telling yeah, boring yeah, stories. Conan, like, that's from Norm MacDonald on Conan. It's a hilarious clip. I'll send that one to you guys. Why don't you just describe it in detail and make it not funny like I just did? So, uh, oh, wait, Carrot Top is on, and Norm MacDonald was the earlier guest, and then Carrot Top must have been the second guest, and Conan would also always keep the guests on. We're doing so this, huh? Carrot Top <laughs> is describing his new movie with Chairman of the Board. It was Carrot Top or Polly Shore. I don't know which one. And then Conan goes over to Norm McDonald's like, oh, I'd like to see you make fun of that. And Norm McDonald goes, I bet board is spelled B-O-R-E-D. And Conan just explodes laughing. It's <laughs> hilarious, his reaction. <laughs> I mean, good. That's good, too. That was good. You guys, you guys are doing great. Um, so Quality radio. <laughs> Cast Springer's podcast. Yeah. So again, in in kind of the uh, resurrection of our of our little board game crew, um, you know, we've played through a bunch of board games. What are what are some of your guys' highlights that we've that we've I don't previously know if we've ever really on? played through them? <laughs> we've played <laughs> we board games. Played them. We have one game of a Risk Legacy going. We have which we found out this week is four years old. Oh, yeah. not, not not the not the Risk Legacy series just our game that we attempted to play played it once it was exactly four years ago too just about yeah it's wild um we are halfway through seventh continent we are not halfway through. <laughs> i was like what right? we played half of that we game had, already we had one play session so we we got into the temple 
which I don't even know how far that is into the game, but it, I, think I, I thought that was like halfway. I would not call that halfway. I, yeah, and I don't I know if you it. guys remember, we're about to die. <laughs> because whatever the the thing was that tracks your life, like the deck of cards tracks how far you are. We only had like oh, two or three cards left. You're right. I forgot we're, about that. We are about to die and we only just got to the temple. Man, maybe okay. we should have played that game so we could have just died and then be like, well, we did it. So <laughs> we the really like... Part, that what it, that was a ex- fairly expensive Kickstarter game that we all chipped in together to buy, right? Correct. Yes. Um, we played it once. We did. And We're then, big on disposable games. Just use, them, <laughs> just use them and throw them away. <laughs> well, I mean, so originally when we were kind of doing the club, and and this was even prior to doing uh, Risk Legacy, like we we did play a bunch of games that were just kind of like one session, sit and play. It started mm-hmm. as like a Munchkin club because yeah, we exactly. We Munchkin we, together. And then we played Munchkin. Few, yes, we did Munchkin a few times. We did like Machikoru. Um, we did King Domino. Yep, King Domino. Mm-hmm. We did the zombie game that I have uh, last night on Earth. Yep, that was a, that's a fun one too. That was a lot of fun. I love Munchkin. That was that game's one of my favorites actually. Yeah, Munchkin is good. Um, we also did what was the other one? Oh, uh, Evolution. Mm-hmm. We've done that. That one was pretty good. Sushi Go. Sushi Go was a good mm-hmm. time. Quick game. Did you guys have the the Marvel superheroes game? Was it one of you guys that had that? Legends or something like that? Legendary? No, I'm thinking of somebody else. No, Nick has it. Our executive oh, producer. Yeah. Okay. We he, should play that sometime. He, he was trying to convince us to buy it. I also recently got uh, Marvel, the Marvel version of Villainous. It's like that Disney game, but it's the Marvel branded one. Uh, we can play that sometime. That seems fun. Chris, didn't That's you it. just order one too? I might have just gotten the Marvel <laughs> Marvel United game on Kickstarter. Uh, backed it. Got the X-Men. Um, so Marvel, I think it's Marvel United. It came out two or three years. It's got to be at least three years ago on Kickstarter and it was all the Avengers games and each one they have the main one and then four or five expansions and so they just had the uh kicks the X-Men one went up on Kickstarter about a month ago and it ended last week and so I had backed it because it looks fun it comes with a ton of miniatures there were so many stretch goals and each stretch goal is a new miniature and miniatures are awesome so I backed it and I started with just the base one I said no I really got to get the apocalypse expansion because it came with Archangel that's my favorite x-man so I have to get that then it was Cinco de Mayo and I had a few margaritas and was looking at it and it was closing that night and I was like uh I should probably increase my goal just because I want them all and I ended up going full package backed everything love it this is my father's day present and i'll get it in a year and a half (laughs) (laughs) and that's why i didn't realize until later and that's why chris is looking for a get rich quick scheme (laughs) so tell more about the helium (laughs) that you're going into randy so with them with the x-men united like what is the uh like what kind of like play style is this game that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) 
should there's a see if you go to the kickstarter page there's an, a video you can read and a description about how to play and you can open the rule book rule book subject to change because it's not finals yet but i might direct you to the miniatures page where you see all the miniatures you're getting yeah so it sounds like you don't you extensively researched the whole kickstarter page for this product you don't but pat look at the miniature <laughs> okay. havoc is in there it's, what yeah yeah colossus nightcrawler it's chris you did purchase all of them so just name an x-man yep. x-man and Polaris. You name one of the miniatures Chris. Six magic? versions of deadpool magic is magic in there that's a good one i should check to see if she's in there that's she, in the, i do like her she's you gotta got pay an extra sword. five you gotta pay an extra five hundred dollars for that <laughs> in, in my heat my <laughs> doji coin he is taking off <laughs> chris don't worry if i make a lot of money off helium i'll just buy all our kickstarter games it'll be fine Sounds good. <laughs> well, we've brought up Kickstarter a lot in this discussion. Kickstarter is becoming this like fantastic place for games to grow and progress and get their name out. Uh, have you guys done any Kickstarter board games or looked at anything on there? Well, we all did the Seventh Continent. That's when we got that was on Kickstarter. <laughs> Mm, that one took over um, a year to get to i have looked at a few products not necessarily board games but uh board game like accessories so for example a gloomhaven box sorter because there are so many pieces to the game like it is a it, giant they are box. selling they sell just like actual box inserts to help sort out all this stuff that's great and, and they are like uh, as much as the game itself so i don't know we'll see if i get that probably not it's a good idea though to sell a lot to make that worthwhile yeah but but it's an option so that that's the extent of my kickstarter board game stuff i haven't gone on there too much for board games yeah i haven't haven't either this I've, i've i've done a bunch of kickstarter i do i've done a bunch of comic stuff on kickstarter i think this is the first big board game I've ever done on my own i mean we all did the seven continent but i i will i'll go on kickstarter once or twice a month and scroll through and just look at the board games because they a lot of them are like there's just so much on there now i feel like we we've had this board game renaissance that i attribute to settlers of Catan. i don't know yeah in my mind that was like the first mm-hmm. or big european board game that came over that one and like ticket to ride were the two mm-hmm. ones that seemed to you know lead the wave of the european board games and this new renaissance but now i feel like because of kickstarter um and just the internet in general it's so easy to get these games now that you know we're not just having to play monopoly and payday over and over again so i my first memory of uh settlers of Catan was at geneseo i did i went to a board game club meeting with one of my buddies jeremy and uh it was super nerdy back then and we didn't tell anyone we went and they brought out settlers of Catan. i'd never heard of this was like in 2000 2001 and i loved it and then didn't play it for like probably 15 years after or like 
maybe 12 years after. And then finally my buddy bought it and I'm like, this game is so much fun. And you're right, Chris, I think that's like a big like intro into board games and things like that. Cause now I know like most people I know enjoy like a game night or board game night mm-hmm. to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I even wonder too, if, because like when you look at a lot of the really successful board game, like, so again, thinking of like Gloomhaven, how i mean that is like widely regarded I, I don't know about widely regarded but it is regarded as like one of the better board games you can play right now um again it's a little you know it's there's a lot of miniatures and stuff in it and it seems daunting but mechanically it's really not that complex um and so i wonder with a lot of the with a lot of these games it seems like they get a, a little bit of inspiration from uh from like video game mechanics too so like one of the really cool things about gloomhaven is kind of how you are like recycling characters through you have you know you're playing a character class for a few game sessions and then you kind of complete your goal for that character he retires and you get a new one unlocking a new class which really in my mind is a lot like a, a roguelike or a ro- roguelike video game where you're kind of you know in those games you're those video games your character dies a bunch and then comes back to life and and while you're getting like this slow sense of progression games like hades was a popular one this past year or dead cells things like that um, so I do wonder too if some of the, you know, with obviously the pl- proliferation of video games, if uh, board game makers are kind of kind of taking some mechanics and figuring out ways, clever ways to incorporate them into their board games, which is making them, you know, just more interesting and a little different than, but right, like what Chris was saying, your standard life or Monopoly or Candyland. Just mm-hmm. thought. Blue over and over. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But so what are some of your guys' favorite uh, types of board games that you're looking to play? Uh, anything particular that you're into or any like even just like kind of flavor of theme or is it just kind of whatever? Randy, we'll start uh, with you. Oh, Chris, we'll start with you. I, I think the wackier the theme, the better. Um, like I think for some reason, the theme of Sushi Go is hilarious to me and I love it. And it, it was you know kind of sucked me right in uh you're just a sushi shop owner like I don't, who thinks of that so the, <laughs> the wackier the better for for me and i i love you know when i'm playing a board game i want to escape and not think and let my imagination go so i like more like imperial salt was awesome because it was fairly immersive you know you're controlling your guy and you're battling the the stormtroopers to you know keep them from getting to the terminal by hopefully closing the door randy um but like that was pretty immersive you know you're you're rolling the dice to shoot and everything and you're thinking of your strategy of what your character can do so i want to be immersive like that but i also want to be as wacky and crazy as it can be nice Randy, how about you? Um, I think for me, I look for a game that moves fairly quickly. Um, I get like if players' turns take a long time, I start to lose interest. Uh, I look for a game that I, you know, I never really like. I, I played Pandemic. That's one of the games, right? That mm-hmm. that's one yeah, we played that one. Yeah, I play that a bunch and I, I feel like I'm not a big fan of that one. It's too cooperative where it's to the point 
that if you have a couple people who really know what they're doing, you kind of can just sit back and not really do much because they'll tell you what to do type of thing. Um, so some of the cooperative ones, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I loved this one, Imperial Assault, because you're still rolling the die. You know, it's not like complicated strategy. It's more about like in the Imperial Assault, like, all right, here's one decision we got to make. Now let's go for it. And it was awesome. And it, like, you know, it went pretty quick through players' turns. It broke it up nicely. Um, I like Catan a lot because you still are paying attention. Like the ones where you got to kind of sit back and let everybody go around and make their own moves and you don't really need to follow too much. I kind of lose it at that point. Um, but honestly, more than that, it's the people you play with. And I'm definitely bringing it back to cheese, Chris, but in all honesty, I've played games so much in my life. And if you got a good group and I think for me, not too competitive, cause I'm not really a competitive person and you're just there to have fun really. And if you win great, if you lose, not really, but just having fun, that's what makes a board game special for me. Yeah. Likewise, I think, you know, I, I agree with Chris and just, the really immersive style games, which again was one of the reasons why I got sucked into <laughs> buying Gloomhaven, but also why I think we all had just such a great time with Imperial Assault. You know, that kind of like power fantasy of being a character in that world was just super cool. Um, I, I'm also partial to the uh, the kind of like deck building games. Like I know Randy, we've played uh, Dominion a few times. Yes, awesome. Um, there's, there's a couple other games that I've wanted to try, but we have a whole stack of games that we're trying to get through first before i dive in any of those um but a couple of those get those other games i want to try are also deck building games and so i mean i just find that that really cool of just it's i don't know just getting the you know kind of getting all these different cards and you know in your head you're kind of building this in, in, like in dominion you're building this like very cool kind of like town into like a castle type mm -hmm. thing and uh just it's just neat of that that kind of imaginative fantasy of building like a giant castle or something or or i know there's an i think there's a actually a marvel deck building game so like assembling like a super powerful team of like you know fan, basically like a fantasy team of your favorite marvel heroes or whatever it's just really neat cool. I, the thing about i love about dominion is it's a simple game and it just can be as complex i mean it's simple to learn but because of the deck building and the variations, it can get extremely like complicated, which is yeah. awesome. Like I love the games that are kind of simple to learn, but because of all the different variations, it can be like, it can be played out so many different ways. And then you add more types of cards in as you learn the game more like Dominion's mm -hmm. one of the best games I've played. Like that one was so much fun. Yep. Agreed. Awesome. Um, wow. Well, I was going to say something about, Oh, um, I also, especially, uh, so one of the very first board games I can remember playing consistently, and I'm not talking about like the Monopoly, like the Hasbro games, obviously, but one of the first like kind of RPG-ish was Omega Virus. Have you guys ever played that one? Oh, no. Very so, familiar. Was that the one you had? Did you have the computer? Yes. Down? Oh, yes. We did yes. have that, Pat. Yes, I do remember that game now. I don't know if we ever actually played it correctly oh i hadn't either until uh um super not fan cook i don't think he's ever listened uh <laughs> he he busted it back out it was in his attics we played a few times and we did play it correctly that game so i like the games with those little like kitsch things i guess you would call them where it's like oh you can't button a robot speaks or like i mean i love mousetrap i don't count that as like a strategy board game obviously yeah. um it, but mousetrap is the type of game 
that I don't I think I might have played it for real one. You just built the mouse. Oh, trap. you just build it. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And hope it works. <laughs> there was I think the rules to mouse trap, like you had to like move your character, move your mouse, and if you landed on a certain spot, you had to add a piece of the mouse trap. Yep. But then you couldn't get trapped when you got there. But no, I don't I don't know one person that ever played it like that. Nope. I, I think at one point I did because I remember having to learn the rules and I was like, ah, forget this. We're just building this thing yes. and hope it works because it never worked. <laughs> there was then there was the other game. Um, and I know our executive producer had this game. It was <laughs> Heroes Something. Oh yes, Hero Quest. Giant, Hero Quest. Hero Quest. Yes. You had the giant dragon thing, and that was like the precursor, that was like the D D gateway board game at that time. Did Heroes Quest have the DVD that came with it and you had to watch the DVD? Think, was that the game? I think it did. I don't know if that was with every version or if the DVD came out. Like once DVD players got big, they re-released it with that. Okay, yeah, because it might have been a VHS game or something, but I thought I don't I don't think the the you I don't think you had to watch the video though to like be able to play the game. Like right. I think the video just gave you like the precursor to the the scenario you were doing and then like if you got to the end and beat it it would give you like the ending yeah it was so like the story pick... right yeah yeah so you could yeah it just made it more immersive yep um so another game i used to love stratego did you guys ever play that yes one? i love stratego again simple idea you just got to beat another number but it can it just it got very intense sometimes yeah. that game was awesome i love that one and chris i just i just looked up omega virus to remind myself of exactly what the game was like we did actually play that game correctly a few times but it uh i'm sure most of the time we were just smashing the computer thing did to you get... have to like close the corridors were all like okay i get it chris. what closing doors i know <laughs> and like corridors would get closed down because they were infected and you yep. had to... yeah you were so basically you're going through like a computer like a computer circuit and so it was uh, it's like a computer virus and yeah you have to close off certain circuits or like type in codes to get it and then i think at the end right if you get like the final code you can like beat the you can like wipe out the virus yeah it, or something it had like that. it had the best i was like probe one three like it had the best sound effects i remember by best i mean worst but it was still pretty fun for the time for the time yeah for the time. and now do you guys might have been called what was it cannonball run or vol, volcano run i think it's cannonball run the one with the where you like drop the marbles into the big thing and it... yeah no it's not cannonball run because that's the car racing game there's the one where like you have to to go up the fireball island you had to go up the mountain and you would turn the the cave thing at the top depending on which space you landed on and then if you landed on the fireball space you had to drop the fireball down it would go down the path and it would like knock your guy back to yep. the beginning then you have to like get to the top and get the jewel and make it back to the um like the escape dock onto your boat and it was i loved that game i remember when we would go down to nick's we would sit and play that and then when we would legitimately play for real 
and then we just start playing with it like a toy and just <laughs> i don't remember that one cannonball run it was called fireball, fireball island. island here randy fireball I got it right island. here okay um let's see oh my god i do remember this game so for our listeners out there, I googled it. I'm showing that you what it was wasn't like. that board hard to put your pieces on? Was yes. that yeah? yeah okay. fell off all the it time. Like yes, I remember that plastic game. molded board, and <sighs> so it didn't fold or anything. You just plopped it yeah. down. If your board got like cracked or bent, or like different parts of the the map, if your like paint didn't line up, the spaces weren't lined up, so your guys would always fall over. And it does look like they've re-released this game a few times because I'm seeing like a oh couple my different God. versions of it on, I'm getting, uh, on the internet. I'm getting a wave of nostalgia. Like right. I haven't seen this. This in is like, like a member berries years. episode. I remember <laughs> this one of my is. favorites. I remember Cannonball Run. <laughs> I remember uh I remember Crossfire. And yes, I, I know. I know absolutely that was a game I never played correctly, but I would just load up the gun with all the little metal, metal butt bearings and just start ripping them off everywhere. Go all over the place, right? Yes, yep. I remember that yep, yep. game. Um, that was a good one. So this one's not going to be nostalgic, but I played Betrayal at House or Betrayal at House on the Hill. Have you guys ever heard of that one? I have heard of that. So that, that was be very fun. That one was cool. Um, it was rented. Apparently, you can rent games from the big game store. I forgot the Millennium. Name it was. Millennium. Yep. Yeah. You can yeah. rent games from a Millennium. Oh, that's good to cool. know. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, Aaron uh, Cook, he did it. Um, and so we rented this one. And that was seemed like one of the most complicated games I've ever played. Like, there's mm-hmm. like, there's like different levels in the game within scenarios you have to play. It's crazy, but I think we'd have a lot of fun with it. Actually, maybe we should just rent games because we only play them once anyways. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, yes, that probably is a good idea to do in the future. <laughs> but I like like Cannonball or Fireball Island. That's the type of games I liked as a kid where it wasn't just a flat board with pieces. Like I liked when there was weird stuff going on on the board. I think awesome. now I like games where you're a character, where you're a specific character and you have certain abilities or attributes. Those are fun too. Getting a little more into like the role playing elements yeah. of it. And yeah. Um, so, which kind of I think brings us to the next, you know, kind of the next point or next question um, to kind of wrap the topic up. But like, mm-hmm. so what are some games or board games that you guys are looking forward to playing or ones that you're just interested in trying out? Randy, I'll, we'll jump to you first, man. Um, I mean, I definitely want to try out the one chris is gonna buy or has bought so wait a year and a half i mean <laughs> i can't I'm wait to, to see how that gets shipped to me is it because i'm getting like eight expansions with it with all the characters in it and all the so think about like how big a typical board game box is and then stack eight of those together. That's going to be a giant. It'll be a gloomhaven box. box. So <laughs> fun to unpack that that package. So, so Pat, I just, <laughs> I just looked up the best games of 2021, so I could like say some. The first one's Pandemic, that we talked about. The second one is Betrayal at House on the Hill. <laughs> The third one is Villainous, which you have. So yep. we should definitely. But I have play the Marvel that version. That's okay. It's got, I mean, I'm assuming that counts. 
And the fourth one is Gloomhaven. So we're right about there. So here, here I was Googling Fireball Island and I went onto Amazon. It's for the original is for sale for $699. You <laughs> should get it. Um, yeah. But, but so this is either a sign that our computers are listening to us or we are onto something because products related to this item, the seventh continent classic edition, which is like, are they really even know that that's <laughs> that big of a game? Yes, it is. Um, but so yeah, so Chris, uh, are you, is that the game you're looking forward to playing, Fireball Island? It is remastered now by a different company for seventy five bucks. Seventy five is still a little, a little pricey. I don't know. Yeah, maybe for Christmas for the kids. Exactly for sure. There's a there's a couple before I get into the ones I'm looking forward to play, Pat. There's a couple I think. Uh, honorable mentions we should talk about ticket to ride did you talk about that one yet no we haven't i mean that's one we've played on our phones together and stuff yeah but... i've never played it the actual board game but i've played yes, the i had i have oh go ahead sorry chris just the mobile version it's super fun i've played it in person it sounded like the most boring game i've ever heard of and it was so much fun um because it was just about trains i don't know i'm not a big train guy uh and uh, also Carcassonne, which again oh, sounded super boring, but it's really really fun. Yeah, I've never played Carcassonne. I've been interested yeah. in. That oh, one. we got to play that one. one. That's been around forever. It's like a board it's building game, first like wave of Renaissance. I feel. Yeah. Oh, another so. one we have we never mentioned that I love is uh, Splendor. Splendor mm-hmm. is the game. Mm-hmm. We play Splendor here a lot. Yeah. My this great Splendor's great. Uh, my boys right now, seven and five, uh, they get Splendor and they'll play it, and they don't always come in last when we play. <laughs> um, As they beat me, okay, they beat me <laughs> Splendor. What I like to do is just go to Target, Pat, sometimes, and just wander around and look, or Target or Walmart, and look at their board games. Um, so yep. there's been some cool ones like the Mario Kart one. There, I thought there was a Mario Kart board game. There is. There definitely that, is. That was one that I really wanted to try and play. Um, I have played Mario Kart Monopoly, which is a lot of fun. Um, also, Monopoly Go is one of the best games ever. If you guys never played that one, that's a card card game. Oh, okay. Uh, not like Monopoly at all, essentially. So don't don't worry because I know some people have. I guess, what are your guys' opinion on Monopoly real quick? I love Monopoly. Monopoly okay. is a very, I find it very fun. That that was a board game that, uh, so one of our listeners and my buddy Andrew, when we were growing up and going to each other's houses, we would leave a, a set of Monopoly like, set up where we would like play it. Just like we would pick our game up where we left off, like when we would go over to whoever's house and just like continue it for over a span of like a couple weeks. Um our big one was the original star Wars monopoly that had like these like big, like gold coins to represent like a thousand credits. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Chris. Uh, I don't know. Monopoly's always been, I feel like it, it gets, I don't know if it's that it gets a bad rap, but maybe it rightfully deserves that bad rap because it's so, when you say board game, I feel like Monopoly is the one everyone thinks of, but there's so much other good board games out there. 
that especially nowadays i think monopoly is not worth it you know i'd rather play something else that's fun and new but monopoly is pretty simple and everyone knows it and it's easy to jump into but eventually it just comes down to hey i'll give you all of my money for um your properties deal okay that Yep. That's exactly how it went. It was all like me and my two buddies, Justin and Mark used to play all the time. And it was always cahoots. And it was me and Justin versus Mark for some reason. And essentially Justin would come in like first place and I would come in second place uh, because we, that would, that's exactly what we do. We'd be like, we'd share first place if you just trade like that. Yeah. So, and so I think that's what I, like, for Monopoly, it always came down to that. And we never, or, or it just gets to the point where the person is either frustrated because they it would be really difficult to come back or they can't come back. So someone just quits and then you just win. So the game doesn't yeah. like officially end, yeah. which always, which kind of left a sour taste in my mouth, especially when I was the one who had to quit. <laughs> because, <laughs> um, so I, I like games with a fight with a, finality to it that you know it's done kind of but also i now that co-op games are co-op games are big i'm a i like co-op games way better i like being on a team with someone whether it's like a team against a team or you know we're a team like against pandemic where we're playing against the game but i'd much rather play with someone on my side just so you have someone to like talk strategy with and communicate with and work with to to get to whatever the goal is or defeat whatever um because i think that increases the socialization of the game where in monopoly you know part of having a board game is is hanging out with your buds you know spending time with with my wife we play a lot of games here but when you're playing against each other that cuts the socialization aspect down mm -hmm. You know, it turns it from socializing fun into competitive mm -hmm. and I'm going to beat you, which is, has kind of the opposite effect of fun socialization. So I prefer co-op games, I realized. I think we've all seen those game nights go bad for usually couples uh, but groups of people where that happens i uh i also funny, want funny so we i had bought the original an original like remastered version of risk where it's just the little cubes wooden mm -hmm. cubes for your men and I, pat were you here one time this was probably about 10 years ago i'm in my we're you know late 20s mid to late 20s i was living at my buddy's house so we're in you know, having some drinks, having board game time, we all wanted to play Risk again. And so obviously in Risk, once someone gets low, everyone goes after them because you want the rest of their cards. So it was my turn and I had a pretty, I just turned in cards and had a stacked army and I'm moving through my buddies, uh, the rest of his countries and he, I'm just taking them out country after country he's down to like five left and he's getting super heated so i go all right i'm gonna attack you again and he seriously goes what the he just starts swearing you're just taking me out and takes the dice and whips them at the board and sends everyone's pieces flying and then he like storms upstairs and it was me i think our executive producer was there 
And Pat, were you there for that? I don't think so. I, I do remember. I remember this story, but I don't. And, no, I, don't think I can't I remember who else was there. And we just kind of look at each other, like, I guess we're done. <laughs> 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 but yes, board games can go badly. So, so I got a quick story about that too, and it was also Risk. Um, and our Maybe buddy Risk can go bad. It can go very badly, and our buddy. Um, I'm not gonna name any names, but he um, he he left the room in the middle of a battle between him and another guy, and he left to go do something. And everybody's like, "Don't leave! Don't leave!" He's like, "I got to! I got to!" So he left to go do something. And our buddy then, with two of the rest of us there, we're like, "I should put black. Do you have a black marker?" And I'll put six dots on every side of the die on my die so that I always roll six. It's like, okay, let's do it. So my buddy came back rolling and you know, in a six and risk, you're just crushing the other team. And he was just wiping off the board. And my other buddy got angrier and angrier and angrier. And finally, same thing, Chris, he's like, what the, and he picks up the die and he looks at it. He's like, oh, and he just takes the entire board and just flips it. And the pieces go everywhere in our living room everywhere in our living room and we didn't clean very often so those pieces were still there when we moved out like i was finding them under the couch and stuff and that honestly until we played risk legacy that was the last time i had played risk which was like 10 years before we played risk legacy so yeah i think it's just risk probably brings out the the worst in people I mean, when we played Risk Legacy, there was a there was a huge oh. heated argument with Chris and, and one of our listeners, Rob. So uh, <laughs> my fault. Rob didn't know the rules. We Risk. all told him the rules, but he took it out on me. Who would have thought that warfare brings out the worst in people? I don't I know. Think it, listen, Speaking I think it. Listen, warfare. How are you going to profit from this? <laughs> one more quick honorable mention: Axis and Allies. If we're talking about risk, I got. That's what I used to play as a kid all the time, which is an intense, long yeah. game. So. I have never played. I've heard. I've heard of uh, Axis and Allies before, and mm-hmm. it seems. Yeah, it seems like it's like risk, but on like steroids. Like yeah. it's just way more in depth. It's like the adult version of Risk, and for some reason, that's a game we played all the time instead of Risk. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fun. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Any uh, any kind of final thoughts on board games, guys? We covered it pretty well. I think we uh, do a follow up show to this in a year and a half when I finally get my my giant package. Yeah, yes, definitely. Of course. <laughs> I and I think for our listeners who are worried, hey, you didn't mention this game. Um, I think we can always do another episode on, you know, nostalgia games, maybe more games that aren't just board games from the past. Cause I've got some thoughts on those, but yeah, this was a, so fun trip down memory lane with you guys for some of these things. Also, Hey listeners, if you're feeling like there's a game we left out or that you wanted us to talk about, shoot us an email, let us know. <laughs> Pat Springers, we'll at gmail.com. gmail.com. We'll s- <laughs> Is it echo in here? we'll sift through all of nick's emails to find yours don't worry it'll it'll jump out i'll, I'll know which ones are from other listeners because they'll have subjects <laughs> all right so that's gonna do it for most of the episode today but first before we get going let us do our D character of the week this week's D&D character is krieger crystal fist I love that last name, right? Crystal Fist. 
Krieger Crystalfist. Krieger is a 126-year-old male deep gnome sorcerer with a divine soul specialization and a knight background. He's currently a laborer, but whose house, and that's the, the knight house, not the laborer house, has an alliance with another noble family and must be sustained at all costs. Wait, so his house is falling down? Mm-hmm. That's why he's a laborer, but then his other house is alive. Why does he need two houses? Is he just a vacation home? Sounds like one of our hosts. Hey, he, he needs a home maybe to put he, all his Comic-Con yeah, stuff in. Maybe he just bought this other house. <laughs> is it moved out of his, is he moving out of the night? Sounds house? about right. We don't know. He's in between houses right now. We'll just put it that way. But he secretly believes that everyone is beneath him and he values Ooh, retribution while being protective of a valuable that's possession. That's chaotic mm-hmm. evil. It's not chaotic evil. He's a knight. He's and he's just like a, he's just a he's just a blue collar laborer, Chris. Everyone you can't call those people him. evil. He's not evil. So if he secretly believes it though, and no one knows, then technically he's not evil, right? Right. Those are that's the worst kind of evil. Evil you don't <laughs> oh, know is evil. That's my favorite kind of evil. He's trying to protect his noble house and rebuild it or something. Guys, I you know who could get to the bomb of this? Just saying. <laughs> Someone need a detective. <laughs> Until we know, for now, neutral, 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 neutral. Crystal fist, though, love it. Yeah, chaotic, chaotic. <laughs> Whoa, <What>? no, <laughs> guys. Not. As the listeners probably figured out, we still have not played D anD D together, so <laughs> we still don't fully understand this. But we get. Oh wait, oh, before we go, we have a phone call. I'm terrified <laughs> for the phone right now. Really does not. Pat's face right now does not want to answer. Right. But this Hello. color. Who Hello. It is. Hello. Who's this? It is I. I am inevitable. I thought <laughs> I blocked that I, that I would call you back again. I thought I blocked your number. Nope. You did not. It's me, Thanos. Hey, Thanos. Would you guys, the cast bringers, do not mention trouble? <laughs> the game? Yeah, I'm in trouble. With like the bubble dice? Yeah, it's easy. It makes it easy to roll. Wait, 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 wait. Thanos, do you like the game trouble? I am trouble. <laughs> You're the game. But I play trouble. It's, it's I got big hands with the gauntlet, hard to roll a dice. <laughs> so you like. You like the popper. I'm a bubble of trouble. <laughs> yeah. So you're like a two-year-old, basically. You like No, I am millennia old. And you can't think of a little more I've highbrow. Destroyed game. Worlds because they beat me at trouble. <laughs> you're so you you're like the worst kind of person. See, the bubble the bubble looks like the gems on my gauntlet and pop the gems. They don't really at all. Look, I'm popping the power gem now. You're not. That's, yeah. Okay. Well, Thanos. Roll a six. I can roll a six every time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Six. For your input on trouble. Not not cheating. I'm just using the reality gem. Make it a six. That is the definition of cheating. You're not following the rules. (laughs) Always don't beat me at trouble or it's trouble in the bubble. 
I think you just want to say the word trouble. <laughs> I'm trouble. It's inevitable. I'm, I'm hanging up the phone now. Don't trouble. Inevitable. I'm hanging trouble. Up. Goodbye. Goodbye. You know, in a weird way, he kind of made sense though, because it would be hard to, to Randy, roll the dice with an infinity don't gauntlet. Don't give him. Don't just give for, him. I just first time it did make sense. You're part of the problem. <laughs> I didn't. I wouldn't pick up the phone, Pat. You're nicer than me. Let's move on to our recommendations for the week. Chris, what do you got for your recommendations? My recommendation is as soon as it drops, we got to play Super Famicom Detectives Club. I'm putting the super in there because the game is going to be super. I just want someone to tell me about it and someone that I can talk to about it for when I get it and I play it. (laughs) Recommendation on Friday, all you cast bringers, Famicom Detectives Club. What if I don't have a Nintendo Switch? We, we had talked about which games would you take a day off of work to play. This is the game you take a day off of work to play. <laughs> do, do you think, Pat, honestly, do you think, because I think Chris was the one we were making fun of in episode seven about it. Do you think he's like, forget these guys. I'm going to own this. I'm going to just go all in on Famicom Detectives. I mean, I think I think that originally played into it. I think now, though, he legitimately <laughs> is in, is interested in the game. No, no, and I know up my right up my street and i know that because i've read the article and i'm also kind of interested (laughs) so i know i know where this goes i'm old i don't have the reflexes i used to you know i I can't focus on a i don't have the time to sit for two hours to play a game anymore so Mm -hmm. family detectives i can turn it on read a little bit make four or five quick choices and then put it to the side and get out you know 20 30 minutes at a pop right up my alley all right randy what's your watch uh, recommendation for the week jupiter's legacy please watch it i'm talking to my co-host please guys because i want to talk about this and usually it takes us between a week and like 10 months to watch the same thing as somebody else has on this podcast so please watch it soon so i don't forget everything that happened um because there's so much to talk about nice uh, in my recommendation, your for... recommendation to read. Thanks, Chris. It is uh, the Wind Up Girl by Paulo Basigalupi. Um, really good sci-fi book. I I have not been able to read it yet because I'm still I'm at the tail end of Dark Age. But once I finish, I'm going to jump into this book because I've heard awesome things about it. You don't want to and... jump into the Wheel of Time. So <laughs> jumping into the Wind Up Girl, and uh, I want someone to talk about it with. So read it, so I'll have someone to talk about it with. Now, do you want us to read it or listen to it? Because I've heard reading, listening to the audiobook is the same thing as reading it. This podcast, well, it's, yeah, it's the same I thing. So when I say when I say read it, you can also be listening to it. It doesn't matter because it's the same. All right, perfect. Those are our recommendations for the week, listeners. Again, thank you so much. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Twitter. Yeah, on Instagram. What's that? At Cast Bringers. At Cast Bringers on Instagram. Check us out at Seabringers on Twitter. Uh, the Twitter account has not been updated in a while. We are looking to remedy that. Still Stay- looking. They're still looking to hire a social media manager. Facts. Uh, for any comments, thoughts, concerns, questions, shoot us an email, castbringers at gmail.com. You can leave the concerns out and the negative comments. <laughs> Just positive. <laughs> positive if stuff. you want if you want to send negative comments send them to chris <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but as always, listeners, castanets, you keep listening, we'll keep casting. Thank you. Good night. Hey, hey, Randy. Hey, Chris, what's up? Not much. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Hey, why can't you hear a pterodactyl in the bathroom? Why can't you hear a pterodactyl in the bathroom, Chris? Because the P is silent. <laughs> I like that one. That's good. All right. I like that one too. <laughs>